Hello, I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley. And I'm her daughter, Dr. Heidi Horsley. Heidi and I want to welcome you to Open to Hope Conversations, the podcast. We believe that the greatest gift you can give yourself after a loss is hope, using this moment to connect with others who have not only survived, but thrived. So let's get started. Welcome to the Open to Hope show. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria Horsley, with my daughter and co-host, Dr. Heidi Horsley. Well, Heidi, we've got tough times of anxiety and trauma, and we've had a lot of trauma in our life right now, and with COVID, and there's just so much going on. We're going to talk about surviving grief anxiety today, Heidi, and we've got a great guest. Would you like to introduce her? I would love to, and I love the idea of talking about surviving grief anxiety, because people do not realize that anxiety is such a part of grief. And all of a sudden, you know, my dad died in October, you get all this free floating anxiety and people don't understand what it's connected to. And it is connected to having out of control experiences and having loss and having a lot of emotions. And, and our guest today, Allison Gilbert is gonna talk to us more about that. Allison has been on our show before. She's been a speaker at our uh, grief conference. She's been on our cable television show. So you can tune in and watch her. She's phenomenal. And she is the author of several books including past and present, keeping memories of loved ones alive. She has been interviewed on CNN, Fox, and MSNBC. She is a former journalist, and her work has appeared in the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, and the Washington Post. And she is also somebody who lost her mother at a young age. So welcome to the show, Allison. Thank you so much. Uh, I have, as you said, um, been a long fan of yours. I've been a long participant in everything open to hope. And it's always such an honor to be here with you and your mom, Gloria. It's just, um, it's so lovely. And I find myself lucky. <laughs> well, talk to us about this grief anxiety. Anxiety definitely has a physical component to it for sure. Um, I got a lot smarter about this recently because I just put together a course, an on-demand e-course about grief and anxiety. And mm -hmm. it came up for me and so many people because of the COVID-19 pandemic. And so this was something that I was very much interested in because of now today, what so many of us are grappling with. And so the physical components, let's just talk about that really quick. Because what anxiety isn't, it's not just a bout of worry. And it's not just a fleeting concern. Anxiety is much more enduring. And it has physical consequences, which could be different for different people. So here are some of them, right? It could be a quickening heart rate where you really feel like your heart is racing. It could feel like palpitations in some people. It could also mean that your, your, um, that your mouth gets dry, right? You get some it's really hard to swallow and it's really hard to kind of speak because you're not getting the saliva going in your mouth, right? It could be that too. It could also be, and this is very interesting, it could just be back pain or stomach pain, something that you may dismiss as potentially not being 
from anxiety. But the physicians say that when you experience anxiety, again, which is a prolonged condition, it's not fleeting. If you're worried about maybe your dinner uh, not being cooked properly, that's a worry, that's not anxiety. And so stomach ache, back aches, those can be masks that hide anxiety and anxious thinking too. Wow, you've just described a lot of symptoms I've been having since my husband passed away. And also I know that we've got this long-term anxiety from COVID and people who've had losses during these times or have had losses maybe years ago, two or three or four or five years ago, and now are having a time to uh, think about them. Heidi, I know a lot of your clients have uh, been talking to you about anxiety. Oh yeah, anxiety is a really big one. Like Allison said, what's interesting, like you're saying, is, is the physical you know, the, pa the back pain and the stomach pain and not realizing these somatic symptoms are part of your grief process and part of your anxiety. Which is actually why I was just going to amplify what you're saying, Heidi. It's really important, oddly, to slow down and kind of take a mental inventory of all your physical feelings, all of your mental feelings, because when you start connecting the dots, you're able to read yourself, I think, better than most people give themselves credit for. And so if you're going through a rough patch, if you're going through the loss of a loved one, if you're feeling anxious because of that loss, and of course, amplified by what's going on right now, those are really important feelings to listen to, but there's a way to counter them. So I do want to talk about some of the solutions that we can offer. I am struggling with, and I think my mom is too, is I am losing a lot of things. And so oh, I thought I'm, you were going to say you're losing a lot of weight. I was like, ooh. <laughs> no, not weight, but things. <laughs> I'm losing stuff and I'm misplacing things, but then I get anxious because I keep thinking oh, I'm going to misplace more or I'm, where is it? Or, you know, this is going to, I'm going to start doing it more often. And then it makes me actually do it more. They say, I'm sure you've heard this before that people who are in a rush, or if you're rushing through things, you think you're saving time. But mm -hmm. in reality, what the studies show, if you rush and make mistakes, you actually spend mm -hmm. more time cleaning up the mistakes because you were rushing. So sometimes it makes more sense and actually saves more time and makes you feel more into control to do things slower and more methodically. You know, how many times have we, let's say, rushed, you know, making something when we've poured in, you know, too much broth and we've poured in, you know, maybe too many spices. It's really hard to undo even cooking mistakes. Yeah. So if we go slower, um, it may feel like it's taking longer, but in the long run, it actually saves you time because you're not going to undo your mistakes and you feel calmer in the process. And so you were talking about misplacing things. And so taking the added time to think through what is the one spot where I can keep, let's say, mm -hmm. the bill or the keys or whatever it is, if you kind of make the time to have those considerations, you're actually gonna save time in the long run.
Well, Allison, give us some more of your strategies because I, I think one of, for me, since I've been feeling fairly anxious, I, what I have trouble waking up in the morning and wondering what I'm going to do today or what's going to happen or feeling scattered. So I, I think some of your stuff is on organizing and planning, which I, I really think is an important aspect. Well, you know, I'm going to tell you guys something that I'm sure you already know, and I'm hoping that it's new information to many of the folks who are listening and who are watching. What's so hard about loss is that no matter if we anticipate it, when the moment of death happens, we are 100% out of control, right? We cannot control the moment our loved one dies, even if we know they are ill and they are going to die, right? You just don't know when that actual moment is going to happen. And we're not even talking about a sudden loss, right? We're just even talking about something that's anticipated. So because loss is always out of our control, what really restores some measure of control is actually planning and organizing and doing those things that we actually have control over that restores a sense of agency. And when you have a sense of agency, your blood pressure tends to go down and your heart rate tends to slow. And so you feel like you're more like you've got this. You understand that there's some things that you can't grasp onto, you're like sand through your fingers, but there are other things that if you can control, for example, how you remember your loved one, how you keep traditions alive, those you can control. And that allows people to kind of lower anxious thinking because that's the part where you can kind of manage and keep things in a manageable um, periphery, right? Things don't feel quite as amorphous that you're kind of creating some boundaries. Well, for me, and I, I'm guessing for you when your mom died, the biggest thing like for me is to be very mindful and stay in the present also. And I'm noticing that when I start thinking about the fact that my dad is never going to be here again, ever, I get super anxious and very overwhelmed. Yeah. Listen, I understand that. And your loss is so new, Heidi, right? Your dad just died. Gloria, your husband just yeah. passed away. Um, and I think those feelings are important because you've actually named them, Heidi, right? You've actually put to words what you are feeling. And I think that's actually a really good point to actually make sure we emphasize to everyone right now. You've identified what's making you feel a little bit unmoored right now. And because you've named it and because you're able to articulate it, there are things you can do when you're feeling out of control. You mentioned mindfulness. Some people have a lot of benefit from breathing exercises. Some people have great benefit from meditation. We can talk about both of those. Now, for me, 
that to me, it sounds really intimidating. Breathing exercises. How do you do that? I breathe all the time. What are you talking about? Meditation. It may sound too woo woo and I don't want to go there. I don't even know how to begin. If those are where you are, meaning it makes you feel a little bit uneasy to even think about where do you begin with breathing practice or a meditative practice. Oh my gosh, I am so happy to share with you that I have found some incredible apps that walk you through the process. So you can turn your mind off, give yourself up to the experience and let somebody else show you how it's done. Instead of that being another reason, maybe why you become anxious because you don't know how to begin. Right, I love this. I, that's great. And let's talk a little bit about pictures for a minute, Allison, because you know, with the, with the internet and everything, people are home now, they've got all these pictures on their iPhones, they've got pictures around, they have time to look through, think about their loved one, you know, and also get into their loved one's things. I mean, here we are, time that we've maybe put aside things for two years that we haven't looked through, and now we're home sheltering in, mm -hmm. and we could actually go to those materials and what's your thought about that and how do I start and what do I do? Yes, I love that question because you know it's near and dear to my heart. So um, I'm a big believer that photographs, scrapbooks, photo albums, the objects and heirlooms that are in your home, instead of them actually causing you pain because they remind you of who is no longer here they can also in turn, not just remind you of who is not here, but there is a science behind why looking at old photos and perhaps these sentimental objects can give you a boost. And that is the science of nostalgia, the sentimental longing for the past. And what the experts say is that the more we look back and the more we embrace the memories that bring us joy, the more, this is so interesting, Heidi and Gloria, the more we're able to become grateful of what we still have. And I imagine, I'm going to put you guys on the spot. You've just suffered a really tremendous loss, but I imagine with that loss, Heidi, of your dad and with that loss, Heidi, you know, Gloria of your husband, your mother daughter connection is probably stronger, even though it was already strong. Tell me if I'm right or wrong, but I would imagine with this loss, the feeling of gratitude that you guys have for each other probably skyrocketed yes or am i completely for me, for me when somebody dies my brother my father it makes me really appreciate yeah. that my mother's in my life mm -hmm. like i want to hold on to her you know and and you know because i'm like oh my mom's here you know yeah uh, so yes i'm grateful for the people that are still in my life physically i know my dad and my brother still in my life in different ways but not physically yeah yeah I, I think beginning with uh, Scott's death, we had a very uh, strong, close relationship connected with that. And, and I think uh, with Phil's death, um, yeah, it's, uh, we're very connected and in touch a lot. People are very mindful of me and very kind and taking care of me. And 
I think taking care of each other, Heidi, Heidi would have to speak to that. But I think we're all mindful that even though we may have some rifts or some problems, because uh, you always do when you're close and connected with people, uh, even though that, that may happen, I think we put it in perspective and uh, let it go. And, and as I say, you know, don't carry the grudge. I mean, holding a hot coal in your hand burns you, not the person next to you. Right. Yeah. And the, the other thing I wanted to bring up before we end today is the fact that, Allison, I was on your Facebook page this morning and you posted a photo, a beautiful photo of your mother sitting on her business partner's lap that you had never seen before in your life. Now, how old was this photo? It's it was not an, a recent photo because your mom has been gone for a while. Yeah, my mom has been almost gone for 25 years. And so I've really spent um, half of my life without her and someone who is very dear to me, newly dear to me, because I haven't spoken to her in quite some time since I was a little girl, someone who worked for my mom, found this photograph and knew that I would really enjoy seeing it. And to be honest, it just blew my mind because after 25 years, you always fear, I guess, that there's nothing new to mm -hmm. learn or there's no new stories to have. And that connection to my mom, the fact that this lovely woman reached out to me, the fact that she created, she cracked open this opportunity to talk about my mother 25 years after her death is just, it's such a gift. And so if you're listening or watching and you have photographs mm -hmm. of someone who has died, right? A relative or a friend, that family, if it's not someone who's close to you, it may be very well close to someone who you are friends with. And there's always an opportunity, I think, to allow someone this privilege, right? Of kind of reconnecting um, to their mom, to their dad, um, to their sibling. And it's a great gift. And so I did post it on Facebook, but I'll tell you and your listeners and your viewers something else. Mm -hmm. There are a few more photographs that this woman also gave me. So in the next uh -huh. couple of days, weeks, I will uh, reveal them. And they are just, they fill me with such pride because by the way, I never got to know my mom at my age, right? She had died so young. How old were you when she died? In your 20s? I was, yeah, I was 25. Mm -hmm. And so to see my mom as a young professional working, uh, that's about where I am, right? Or where I was even a few years ago, right? So I'm kind of learning about my mom through seeing these old pictures that I was never privy to. So I feel... Um, I feel newly connected to my mom, even though she's been gone um, for a quarter of a century. That's fabulous. Never forgotten, never forgotten that yeah. love. So tell people how they find you and tell them the things that you're doing. Well, anywhere you and Heidi are, that's where I am because I'm the big fan of Heidi and Gloria, but um, it's alisongilbert.com. Uh, that's where you can find my blog and you can sign up for my email newsletter and my new 
courses, Gloria, you brought up my courses about objects and heirlooms and what to do with these possessions. You brought up my course about photographs and kind of how to get more pleasure from these snapshots and photo albums. So I put together these four new courses. One, of course, we started talking about this, about grief and anxiety. So that's where everything is, alisongilbert.com. Yes, awesome, Allison. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. You're so great. And what an, uh, how, how you honor your mother and memory and everything is, is absolutely fabulous. I love it. And I'm so sorry about Phil and Heidi and Gloria. I've been thinking about you guys and um, I love you. Thank you. Love Thank you, you, Allison. We love you too. And, and seriously, everybody out there, Allison is a sought after speaker. I've been in her workshops. Tune in, go to her classes because you will learn so much about how to continue to connect with those that you've loved and lost. And uh, she's still connecting and learning new things about her mother 25 years later and you can too. So thank you so much, Allison. Thank you. What a pleasure. Thank you. And thank you for watching and listening to this show today. And Heidi and I always want to remind you that if you've lost hope, please lean on ours until you find your own. And God bless. I'm Dr. Heidi Horsley. You have been listening to Open to Hope, the podcast. You can follow Open to Hope on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. To learn more, visit us at opentohope.com and go to Apple Podcasts to subscribe. I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley. Join us again next week for another Open to Hope conversation where we invite you to lean on our hope until you find your own.